Hello and welcome back to that business podcast. I'm here again with my co-host Anthony Elias. How are you today, Anthony? Good, Callum. How are you? I'm good, thank you. So, for anyone who doesn't know me, my name is Callum Hayward. I'm Chief Executive Officer at Persona Marketing, and Anthony is the Chief Marketing Officer. So, in the last episode, we produced a highly valuable and useful episode. I feel based off five tips that we gave each to stay productive during quarantine, and we're going to follow a similar theme here and give three tips each for staying motivated. I feel that same motivation is a high key to success as you're going to have times whether you're building your career, building a business, personal relationship, growth, whatever your sports, whatever you're trying to achieve, you're going to have times where you have really high points and really low points and motivation will get you through those low points, drive you and keep you level, he- keep you level headed during those high points to allow you to ultimately achieve your aim. And do you have any points on that before we kick off? Yeah, so my opinion on motivation is that it really is a really key factor and pivotal point in success. So if you're able to motivate yourself every day, and if you find out a way to motivate yourself when you are down, then success is going to be a clear path for you. Yeah. I mean, so, yeah, so I can get on to my first point, which oh, is how I motivate myself. So I read books. Now you're probably saying to yourself, okay, how. How the hell does that motivate you? So it motivates me because, I don't know, I get a sense of experience. I learn different people's perspectives and points of view, which I really do find motivating, especially when there's, I'm reading about someone who's already made it and I'm reading about his or her struggles, their failures, their successes. That, that's something that really motivates me because it's somewhere that I want to aspire to be in the future. Yeah, I mean, the name that really points out to me or shouts out to me that when you say that it's Napoleon Hill and also on the struggle front, another name that really comes to me is Viktor Frankl. Um, for anyone who doesn't know him, Viktor Frankl was a prisoner of war in Germany. Actually, to be exact, another prisoner of war, he's a Jew in the concentration camp. And he developed theories to help himself motivate himself through that, which is the idea of having an end goal and having a meaning to your life. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, I think that books as well made that very clear to me. So, yeah, I think I do fully believe that books can change your life. Um, definitely in the case of Man's Search for Meaning for me. Um, so, yeah, I think books, you should use other people's failures, not necessarily the concentration camp one. That's maybe not a failure. But you use other people's struggles and how they've got through those struggles, especially in ex- much more extreme conditions than yours. And also when they're achieving a much higher level than yours, see how they operate at those levels. And I find that just extremely motivating for me just to push me forward and keep my eye on what's important. Yeah. Yeah. So a book I'm reading at the moment is actually Black Box Thinking. And this book is pretty much about how we can learn from failures. And rather than brushing them aside, it's about really growing and, and adapting as a human being. And not just even as a human being, this can apply to anything. It applies to aviation, healthcare, business, anything. And it's about really learning from your mistakes and not even being demotivated from them it's about grabbing a whole new perspective of everything in life our failures keep if you're if you're going to try and do something important and actually try and want to succeed at a high level then they're gonna they're gonna be failures nothing's gonna happen overnight and that really does bring me on to my next my first point which is what i like to call macro so micro goal macro goal sorry micro speed and what I mean by that is you need to have a massive overall goal that you're aiming towards. I know mine is to try and be extremely successful in business and also my personal relationships. 
And I know that's going to be the same for a lot. That's going to resonate with a lot of people watching or whatever your goals may be to be an extremely good basketball player. Like whatever you're trying to achieve, be a great audio musician. Like it could be anything. But um, I really feel that you need to have that macro goal. But at the same time, you need patience. And that's why I talk about micro speeds. As we said earlier, it's not going to happen overnight. And you need to make sure you just have the patience to really tick off the small victories and also take the small losses and use those actually as personal victories to show you're moving in the right direction. Because mm. you are going to fail, as we touched on before. But really, yeah, so big goals, but just realise it's not going to happen overnight. And you need to have the motivation to know, for instance, for your business, nothing might happen for the next three, first three years. And then in your fourth year, it could blow up. Like, you're not sure. So just keep on going and work your asses off. And then that should really help get where you need to be. But when I say micro speed, I don't mean that you can like just be lazy. That's definitely not. If you're lazy, you're uninspired. I more mean on that point that you just need to make sure that if it doesn't, as I said, if it doesn't happen overnight, if you're moving, as long as you're moving in the right direction, small goals, ticking them off, mm-hmm. then you're going to be doing a lot more than 95% of people and you're going to be moving in the right direction to be successful. Mm-hmm. And do you have any view on that? So, yeah, pretty much the book I just showed you, Black Box Thinking, it kind of touches on a topic that you just mentioned and there's something called mar- marginal gains. Yes. And it's, yeah. it's quite similar to your concept. And yeah. it's about really improving really slightly in each area rather than trying to improve in one massive area so i'll give you guys an analogy so for example a football player if Mm -hmm. they're just trying to improve on i don't know say their free kicks that's what they're trying to do to become world class if they just practice free kicks free kicks free kicks they're only going to get to a certain level however if you improve slightly say your left foot shooting, right foot shooting, passing, heading, if you improve in each little segment of your play, then all of that, all of that small improvement builds up into something much bigger. And yeah. I think that's kind of the point you were just saying about having them micro little goals. And Yeah. yeah. I mean, going off the point you just made there, Anthony, you have to be eclectic. I will mm-hmm. touch on this again later. But you need to, to be successful, you need to be able to handle a range of situations and those situations, as you said, on the football field, you might need tackling, shooting, the different aspects. They're going to require different skill sets. And yeah. You don't necessarily have to be a master at everything, but you need to be capable of performing those skill sets when they need be. Yeah. So, yeah, I definitely agree with what Ant's saying there. Anthony, do you want to move on to your next point, please? Yeah, I was going to say how having a good start today is like that foundation you need to build on. And when you do start with a good foundation, you do start the day with completing a task, it's kind of like a snowball effect. It just, it gets easier because you're more, I don't know, I have a feeling as well that when I do, when I start work, I just, I don't really want to stop sometimes. Yeah. So it's kind of a snowball effect. You just keep going, you keep going, you keep going. Yeah, yeah that's really... And it gives you more time to keep going. Um, yeah. And then on top of that as well, um, for anyone who isn't a currently a morning person, that's me a lot of the time, to be honest. Well, before I changed... Um, there's a study that says it takes 21 days to change a habit, I believe. 21 days to create a new habit. So if you just work hard and make sure you stay focused for 21 days on getting up early, then, then it will just become natural and you'll find a new daily routine will shift. And also, humans are mainly like designed to be up in the mornings and going for the day. They're not designed to be waking up late and sleeping late. 
So to be really performing at your optimum, you really do need to get into that good sleep routine and that good work routine. And then, so sleeping eight hours and getting up early will really focus. And when we're saying this, we're not one of those gurus who are like, oh, you need to get up at 5am every day. That's not necessarily what we're referring to, but we're just saying don't be getting up at like midday or something was a lot of the days gone. I mean, especially if you're in like the US or something, especially on the East Coast, um, I mean, it's eight o'clock in the evening in a lot of the rest of the world, even more. So you are missing out on a lot of worldwide opportunity as well if you're thinking about growing a business on that point. Anyway. Um, yeah, so I was quickly going back to the point where you said waking up at 5 a.m. I've heard quite a few like celebrities, they wake up at like 5 a.m. They work out, don't they? I think... Yeah. Uh, Mark Wahlberg's the in, like, insane example about that, isn't he? Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, I used to... For, I went through a period of getting up at half five and I did find um, that it, it was more motivated. I, I did, it did make me work hard, but the, mm. that was just slightly different in that I was going into the city centre of London every day. Yeah. Obviously, in quarantine, we're not having quite the same impact or we're not always having quite the same... I find myself often working later now Mm-hmm. Um, but that so that does work but I think it works for a certain type of person but I think that if you're not that type of person don't you can't different things work for different people so if you're better off getting off at like 8am then that mm-hmm. as long as you're able to tackle and get up and don't lay in bed on your phone that's a huge one yeah, yeah. Lay in bed on your phone get up and get on with your tasks get your coffee on with your tasks yeah I feel, I feel like a lot of people successful. a lot of people have different things so you just kind of have to find the right balance and what works for you mm. is what will ultimately lead to lead to success because just because someone else works a, a certain way or just because someone else done a certain thing doesn't mean it's going to work for you. Yeah. Test out different things and find what works with you. And when you find the right balance, that's when you start to see your motivation levels really rise. Yeah, and, and as I said, the, my last point is, well, if you try this tomorrow after working it and you get, you're used to getting up at half ten and you suddenly get up at half seven, um, you will be a bit tired the first day. So do you just, and your motivation might actually be a bit lower, but in the macro, it's going to be so much better. So stick with it and yeah. I promise you'll see the results. Yeah. All right. Shall I move on to my next point, Anthony? Yeah. So my next point is, although you're talking about putting in a lot of work there, is actually to don't overwork. Was well, a big killer for motivation, especially found for myself in the past, is burnout. When you're doing like ants being the same as me, you're working like 15, 16 hour days, six days a week, probably doing another eight on the Sunday or something. It's just while you have that motivation, your drive, there's only so much your physical body can take. So it is important. Just I believe I've massively recently become a massive believer in downtime and a couple of hours in the evening just to relax, really reset before the next day and even if you want to have like an hour especially working from home you want to have an hour break during the day watch a bit of tv a bit of netflix play your video games so i think there's a lot of pressure as well put on like the hustle lifestyle a lot of people mm. call it whereas for some people they'll be a lot more effective they work eight hours a day rather than working 12 because they'll be a lot more effective in those eight than those 12 if they have their downtime so i think again it's the last point we uh, same as the last point it's about recognizing what's best for you Mm-hmm. but you do need downtime and then in the long run i know i talk about the macro a lot and micro speed this goes into that it's a right to have that downtime and um so let's say as i said watch netflix whatever you want to do go out with friends make sure you have a social life i'm personally someone who to stay motivated i have to have a social life 
uh, see my girlfriend, see my friends, that kind of aspect of thing. So I believe it's just, it is just, uh, don't be too hard on yourself as well if you decide you want to sit down and watch a film instead of working that evening. Like, mm -hmm. it's just, yeah, be kind to yourself on that kind of aspect of thing and think about the macro, not always a micro. And that will help you stay motivated if you're kind to yourself, I promise you. Because otherwise you'll eventually become disillusioned and actually start hating the thing because you'll feel you'll think about all the other things that might be taken away from you. And you might not feel this for a year, but in the long run you will do. So you need to have like an eclectic mix of activities which can really help you. And honestly, that'll be one of my key points. I'm a mm. massive believer in that. That that can help motivate you. Yeah, I've had a a sort of thing. I've kind of tested this out and I've seen that my productivity really does range. And you would expect the more hours you put in, the more productive you are. However, I really have found that my sweet spot is to work for two or three hours, have a break, and then yeah. do the time a bit more. Because when I overwork myself, number one, I become much less efficient. So the amount of work I'm actually getting done, yeah. it's not increased. You would expect it to, but it's not. It goes down like after a while. Yeah, well, then my, if I can just the most productive hours are really that first like hour, hour and a half. After then, it starts to kind of go down. Yeah, well, I could just interject as well. There was a study carried out in Bristol a few years ago. It was said in the average eight hour day that actual normal person only works two to three hours, was that's what the brain can handle. Yeah, so you do, yeah, yeah. A lot of jobs they don't really they just expect people to smash out a load of work, have a half an hour break and then do like the rest of the day. And the human brain really isn't wired like that. Uh, it's not affected that way. And also um, there's things such as, I think this is a bit more of an extreme example the other way. But as Tim Ferriss once gave an idea, he wrote a book called The Four Hour Week, mm -hmm. which suggests that really you're, if you're effective for four hours a week, that can really push you forward, which is true. Um, so I do believe in that to a point. And then there's also going to hear people saying, what, 16 hours a day, like you hear like Jeff Bezos saying. And I mm -hmm. really agree with them. Someone I had advice checking out called Ty Lopez, who said it's, it's really about finding a middle ground and what is right for you. Mm -hmm. We can. So I'm going to just little disclaimer for our tips. Some of them are going to work for you. Some of them won't. Or all of them will work, but you might need slight variations on them. So just be, be self-conscious enough to know yeah, what's yeah. right for you. It's like what we said before, it's about testing it out, really seeing, like, you, you know yourself best more than anyone else. So you, you need to test out what you like, what works for you, what doesn't work for you. And when you find that middle, middle ground, like Callum just mentioned, like, your motivation, number one, is going to go up, your productivity is going to go up, and the yeah. amount of success you see is really going to go up as well. Yeah, that's very true. So, Anthony, mm -hmm. do you want to move on to what I believe will be your final point? Yeah, so my final point, is it's quite an obvious one however i feel like it's really undervalued and that is to exercise and have good hygiene yes. and exercise is so important because if you don't have a healthy body how can you expect your mind to even function without a good healthy foundation of a body your mind doesn't be able to function you're gonna you're not gonna be able to create ideas you're not gonna be innovative you're not gonna do the things you need to because your body isn't rested yeah. or not even like exercise so yeah it's the it's the whole idea behind healthy mind healthy body and what i really believe on exercise I, it's it's a perfect example of if you put in the work you'll see the results yeah um, so that's something i also find highly motivating to like 
motivate the other aspects of my life, especially if you're having a bit of a no period maybe in your business. Mm-hmm. Not necessarily no, but not seeing the results you expect to see. Mm-hmm. Just know that if you're in the gym and you put in the work, you will see the results eventually. Yeah, that, that is 100%. Consistently. So yeah, I, it gives you that visual, and I think that's important. Yeah, go on, Anthony, sorry. Sorry for cutting in there. Just no to get my point across, it was about saying that if you don't put the work in, you won't get the results. And I really do think that exercise is something that is, it can be generalized to every single industry or even every single aspect to your life. Because the more work you put in and the better quality of your work you put in, the more you're going to get out. And that is exactly what exercise does. Yes, that may, I can agree more. And also I find it just gives me so much more energy. I tend to exercise around middle of the day i take a break in the middle of the day we're talking about downtime as well before good example there um so i go work out and then i come back and i'm so much more energized and i perform so much better in the afternoon yeah and if i if i then days i don't exercise and obviously it's like um, and it's also a great analogy for going on to downtime again though is to really get the most effective results in the gym mm-hmm. um, as Ant will know as well you need to rest periods and that's yeah. exactly the same with um, entrepreneurship, which is really mine and Ant's field. But whatever your field is, you will need to take breaks to really push you forward. Because sometimes a day off can be two days forward, trust me, and like the kind of production yeah. I found that over time and your mm-hmm. productivity. So, yeah. Yeah, I quickly want to hit, hit on my, or talk about, sorry, about the second part of my points. So I said exercising good hygiene. I also think hygiene is so important. So yeah, having a refreshed body is, is going to allow your, not only your mind to function better, but obviously with a better function in mind, you're going to be able to motivate yourself a lot easier. And I think that exercise and being hygienically clean and mindfulness, I think they all link together. Especially yeah, I with- yeah, I do agree with those. You can't, if you're sitting there like sweaty, then you can't be, you can't be achieving what you want to achieve. And this is the thing a lot of people won't go on this point. But like you need to kind of have a it's like a nice clean environment around you, so a hygienic environment. And what, what like you can't have a cluster mess, like as people say, messy environment, messy mind, clean environment, tidy environment, tidy mind, that kind of aspect of thing. Yeah, yeah, for sure. But not just on that. Um, and then the same thing goes for you. You need to be clean. Like yeah, yeah. Mm. Okay, if you want to move on to your final point now, Cal. Yeah, of course, mate. Um, so the final one is, and I think that this kind of ties in, I believe, what you said about books earlier and being eclectic, but you have to educate yourself. Because really, whatever you're doing to survive in this world, you're going to have to be innovative. You don't want to just become a, like, really kind of not just an average person, not achieve what you want to achieve. And while there's nothing wrong with being an average person, if you want to do that, then go for it. But personally, it won't be my preference. And um, to really, yeah, you have to educate yourself. So I'm another big reader. I watch loads of YouTube video. I mean, there's a great, that great quote by Gary Vaynerchuk, Gary V, who says, Google's your mother. You can educate yourself on anything now for virtually free. Um, so please, actually, one thing I will be saying to you, don't go and take a lot of these con artists' course. Or pay me $1,500 like and I'll get you a lot better in sales. When there's quality content you can get for free, on YouTube so do what you want to do but like make sure you get it anything you want to research you can make happen and seriously you can learn it's going to take time 
But to be innovative, you really do just have to be constantly evolving and constantly educating yourself, and that keeps your brain working. And it's been scientifically proven, learning, and your, what you physically think can change the physical aspect of your brain as it releases new neurological pathways. So really, it, you literally, by educating yourself and just positive thinking and learning new stuff you, and having an eclectic feel on everything, you do literally restructure your ba- brain or your brain, your brain to really like, and that will help you push forward so much, mm-hmm. improve your attitude. And even if it's just, and also even if it's just something that you don't think is going to necessarily make you money, but um, you're interested in just go for it. Yeah. And if you could quickly just explain, how, so how does learning a lot and having a neglect, was it neglect? Sorry. So eclectic. Oh, it's a bit again, sorry. Okay, three, two, one. Okay, so quickly, um, you mentioned about like learning a lot. How, how would that motivate you though? Learning a lot was, so you mean it shows me a lot of new ideas, as you said earlier, and there's a lot mm. of new perspectives and it gives you so many different perspectives and ways to approach a situation. Mm-hmm. That it will just give you so much com- more confidence in every situation to go mm-hmm. it will give you, to go and achieve what you want to achieve and you'll back yourself more, mm-hmm. which I think is highly important. Also, I think there's a natural human need for growth and to mm-hmm. learn. I mean, that's been proven many a time. So really, and we talk about here about really sust- uh, sustaining like your goals and aims and making sure you go into there, like having a natural need for growth there, but you also have a natural need for, for growth in your mm. educational area, you should always be learning. I want to be learning until the day I die, to be honest. Yeah. It, like, this world is, everything in this world is about survival of the fittest. When it comes to animals, when it comes to business, when it comes to sports, you have to be the fittest to survive. Yeah. I mean, I, not- I mean, I go two ways on that. You be, be, the fit, be one of the fittest, but make sure you are kind as well for networking purposes. Yeah, no, of course. Just to be a good person, yeah. That's, that's kind of off, off topic, I'll but be yeah. honest. It's, it's more about, when I say survival of the fittest, it's more about just taking in as much info as yeah, you Yeah, of course, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah, I know. See, seeing every opportunity as growth, yeah. I think that's really important. Yeah, I completely agree with you, and I knew that's what you are getting. I was just trying to show for, like, anyone else mm-hmm. who made me think that we're coming from a slightly different approach there. Um, was to be honest, kind, kindness has a massive ROI. Mm-hmm. And my final point, I'm actually going to come up with a fourth one that I thought of while we're doing this. You're, uh, for me, I'm really one of my main goals in life. My ROI, my time and effort needs to equal happiness, not necessarily money. Yeah. And don't get me wrong, there's money. You need to have money to pay your bills, like that kind of thing. I mean, it's believed, I believe, is it in New York, where if you have a family, you need about $65,000. And below that, it can actually be proven to, that you might be financially unhappy. Well, mm-hmm. I'm my, I'd much rather be doing something I love. Let's say you want to be beekeeping. You're much better off earning 80000 a year doing something you love, being happy beekeeping and maybe sacrificing in some other areas than in my belief than earning a million, being corporate, working for a bank but hating it. Which, I mean, you're going to be doing it for 40 years. Yeah. And yeah, so just make sure that really you're doing what makes you happy, not what makes you money. Was trust me, when you're lying on your... When you're near the end of your days, you'll regret not doing your goals and what your dreams are. Mm-hmm. Not everyone's dream equals big dollars. That's the fact of the matter. So yeah, that is that is one hundred percent true. I think in our society these days, everything is kind of centered towards money. Yeah. Everyone 
thinks that uh, if you have a lot of money, you must be happy. But that that's not really the case. It's it's more about finding your inner purpose and happiness. Yeah, you, you hear a lot of people purpose to, yeah, to no, sorry, be happy. So yeah, so you you'll hear a lot of people going, "I'd rather cry in my Ferrari." Mm. Let me tell you, I'm much rather be I'm much rather be smiling on a bicycle. Exactly. You, know I mean? yeah. you need to whatever you're doing. And as I said, there is a basic human need for money and for the, some of the necessities like food, shelter, water, yeah, yeah. Water, like that kind of aspect. There is that. But on top of that, um, and me and Anthony are both doing quite well for ourselves, we can say. But it's really, um, but it, it really just, it's not important money. What's important is you being happy. Yeah. Exactly. It's about really creating the memories. And I think yeah. that is what will motivate you. If you're happy, you'll be motivated. Yeah, you need to get do what you want when you get out of bed. Was you might be like for a year, you might be like, oh look at all the money I'm getting. But over time, in the macros you talked about, you'll be unhappy, and you yeah. won't be motivated, and you're not going to be motivated to do anymore. Then also, what you're doing will suffer. You'll mentally suffer. So just the my main takeaway from this: please take away all the tips, and then um, please, if you haven't, re-listen to the podcast and take down the notes. Um, of the different tips we've given but you yeah you just have to really make sure my your main takeaway from this is whatever you're doing and whatever you're motivated to work towards make sure it makes you happy and while you're doing that make sure you're also to stay motivated you have to enjoy the process that is key you have, i me and auntie are still building the businesses and i absolutely love doing it mm. um so i just find that it makes me happy every day i get out morning with a little little um step every morning as i say so it's just key to enjoy the process because it, it will take time especially if you're doing it properly so yeah that's what i'd say on that any more points to clear up anthony yeah no i completely agree with you i don't think that doing something for the your whole life something that you don't enjoy especially is gonna give you happiness it won't you have to do something that you're happy about and if you are happy, then you're going to be motivated to do it because you're not, you're not even going to second guess or, or think like twice about doing something. Yeah. If, uh, if you're going to, if you're working somewhere you enjoy, you don't even see it as a job. You don't see it as work. It's more the calling, I suppose. As your life. So yeah, like your life's purpose. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. Um, the only final point I make is why it is okay to be demotivated sometimes. Like you are going to have days where you're less productive, you're less motivated. And it is all right to only work a few hours. At, I mean, if you're all the time, you're, you're doing the wrong job, you're uninspired. Like, and you should really drastically consider a career change. But if you're, or like a lifestyle change, whatever you're doing, whatever that's in. But if that's not the case for you, and um, I do find that every so often I have days where I'm less motivated than usual. I mean, sometimes you have to push through that. But sometimes you do have to recognise you might be really tired that day or something. You might be reaching a bit of burnout. And the way to not get the whole way to that burnout is just recognise that I may be having a bit of downtime and just a bit mm. relaxing. So don't be too hard on yourself if you do need a bit of relaxation. Yeah, no, I completely agree with that. So if you're going to take one thing away from this podcast, make it be the point that just seek happiness, not money. Exactly. There we go. So if everyone could um, give a comment, if you could pass it on to your friends, as I said before, any topics you guys want us to talk about, please let us know and we'll start 
trying to discuss them. We'll try and f- either fit them into do like a ten minute segment at the end of podcast, or we'll have use them as our ideas to trigger the podcast. Um, so thank you very much for that. Could you, if you could again, as we said on the last one as well, if you can leave a comment talking about what would like if there's any constructive criticism, ways you can feel we can improve, we'd be very happy to hear that as well. And um, yeah, as we said, if you can share it with your friends and try and grow the podcast so that it gets more value to more people. And the final thing I'd say is, um, as mentioned beforehand, me and Anthony, I'm the chief executive officer, chief marketing officer of Poseidon Marketing. If you are a business owner and you need people with expertise in marketing to try and push your business forward, build revenue, help you through the tough time of COVID or the tough time, the economic recession that will follow, please follow uh, Please either follow Poseidon Marketing UK on Instagram and hit us up through there. You can do it on LinkedIn, Poseidon Marketing LTD or our website, Poseidon Marketing UK, I believe, Anne. Yes. Yep. Um, and you'll find um, you can book a free 15-minute call with us on there and that will try and also reference your listener and we'll make sure that it's with, with one of us too. Okay, perfect. Thank you very much for Anthony being on. I look forward to being on the next one with you again. Yep, that's really fun to do. I like sharing my opinions, knowledge to you guys and hopefully provide value. So if you did enjoy I don't know if there's a like button on this. I don't know. We might put it on YouTube. I don't know where we're going yeah, to put it across where we're gonna stick this podcast or video, but the range of places. Yeah, if, you, if you did enjoy, then smash the like button, leave a comment down below for more ideas that you want. And yeah, thank you for listening yeah. and goodbye. Thank you. Bye.